Jenny Green. Weekdays from 3 on 2FM. The sound of the nation. It is time to check in with our sports guru, Gavin Cooney, for the last time in this year. So, uh, Gav, let's start in America where it's looking like a case of like father, like son on the golf course. I nearly did a double take when I saw this over the weekend. <laughs> let's emphasize on the golf course for now. Uh, we yeah. Are, oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, we don't know whether Tiger Woods will ever return to the biggest tournaments in golf because he is recuperating from that horrendous car crash that he suffered at the start of this year. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean if Tiger doesn't return, doesn't necessarily mean we won't see the Woods name back on leaderboards in the future because his 12 year old son, Charlie, is really good at golf. He caught the attention when he played alongside his dad in the PNC Championship family tournament this weekend. So in this competition, Jen, uh, I'm sure I don't, I sh- I'm sure you're watching. I don't have to explain it, but just in case. Explain it uh, to me anyway, for the crack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 20 major winners team up with a member of their family and play golf over two days. Uh, so Tiger uh, took to the course with his 12-year-old son, Charlie. Um, it was uh, Tiger's first public round of golf since the car accident earlier this year. He's uh, since, uh, recount- uh, since uh, reflected on that car accident and said he was lucky to survive. And then he did admit worrying about potentially losing his leg during the rehab. But all is well. He uh, he got out on the course. He needed a cart to get around with his son, Charlie. And this is Tiger being Tiger and Charlie Woods being a Woods. They nearly went and won it. Uh, they reeled off 11 straight birdies on the final day to come within a whisker of winning. They finished one shot behind the winners, uh, John Daly. And we want to guess what John Daly called his son? Tell us. John Daly the second, uh, typically, <laughs> typically bashful John Daly style. Um, so they didn't. Uh, Wood said they didn't actually go out to win it. They the only target they said they set for themselves was to go bogey free throughout the two days, which they went and achieved. Um, so I'm sure there'll be lots of golfers out there listening. Don't be too dissuaded when I tell you that 12 year old Charlie Woods is already better than you. Uh, <laughs> there was a sports reporter George. Um, Balakaji uh, of NESN was on the ground and he tweeted, it's not it's not just disgusting how good Charlie Woods is at golf at just 12 years of old, but also how much swagger this kid has. Uh, so there you go. So he Ty- really did. He really did. I have to say I was looking at him going, this, this kid is amazing. He really is. Yeah, he's just got that. He got the fist pumps down. And there was one moment with uh, with Justin Thomas where it did look like he'd won a bet when he uh, when he drained a lengthy put. He just turned. <laughs> turned to Justin Thomas and started, you know, rubbing his thumb thumb and forefinger as if to kind of count imaginary dollar notes. So <laughs> he's got it. So I think this might not be the last you hear of Charlie Woods. I love this. Uh, and now you have also another instalment in our series of unfortunately timed football trips. Yeah, so you might remember, Jen, a couple of weeks ago, we brought you the story of the American couple who travelled from Dallas uh, to England for a Spurs match away to Burnley, uh, which was then postponed an hour uh, before kickoff because of snow. Uh, well, that trip from Dallas to London is now looking like a kind of a leisurely trip up the road when uh, compared to the sad sojourn made by 10-year-old Cato Jones and his dad uh, this week. Cato is the great-grandson of former professional footballer Fred Jones, who used to play for Brighton in England. Um, And he and his dad made the uh, 7,000-mile journey from Singapore (laughs) to Birmingham to watch his first-ever Aston Villa match in the flesh at home to Burnley again, by the way. So Burnley are 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 bring bad tidings in this respect. So um, you know exactly where this uh, trip is going. The excited 10-year-old got to the ground before the match. They got there in two hours before to go to the club shop and soak up the atmosphere before the match. And he he and his dad were at a merchandise stand outside the ground 
when the news came through that the game was postponed due to several players testing <sighs> positive for COVID-19. Uh, so the kid went to this, um, the kid tried to get into the stadium with his dad, but the stewards didn't allow him. So he had to be content with a trip to the club shop uh, as his dad subsequently told the mirror in the UK, it's a long way to go to buy a shirt. Uh, just the that just it is seven thousand miles. So look, I'm sure the club will sort him out with some nice gift, um, that will, that also has the benefit of a sheen of good PR about it. We saw a couple of players sympathise with his journey on social media, and the club's communications director asked for a DM to see what the club might do for poor ten year old Kayla Jones. Who, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh at it. Singapore, uh, though, God, seven seven thousand miles from Singapore to Birmingham, <laughs> and he got just outside the ground, and then. Uh, Unfortunately, no chance to watch the game. But he got a nice jersey anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, there was some bizarre behaviour from boxer uh, Derek Chisora ahead of his fight with Joseph Parker. This is an unusual yeah. one. Yeah, this might give us some inspiration if we want to uh, refresh this slot or take it in a different direction in 2022. Uh, Derek Ch- uh, Chisora turned up at his final press conference ahead of his rematch against Joseph Parker in Manchester last week and he opted to play music rather than speak. So he rocked up late to the presser. Uh, Chisora was the last to arrive at the top table and he did so holding a speaker from which Prince's Purple Rain was blasting out. Tune. Uh, he then <laughs> fist bumped his promoter, Eddie Hearn, uh, gave a middle finger <laughs> to his opponent's promoter. And then when he was subsequently addressed by promoter Hearn on stage to you know, answer a couple of questions and ideally say something, he pulled down uh, the mask covering his face to reveal it was taped up. Uh, and the words over the uh, written over his mouth were Eddie pay me to talk which evidently he evidently feels like he wasn't getting enough money um, to promote this fight uh, he then returned to the music uh, when Hearn gave up uh, questioning this time moving on to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen um, which uh, <laughs> is another tricky karaoke song to uh, to uh, yeah. uh, uh, to return to a topic we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So this bizarre theatre played on for just a minute and then it was just kind of called off. But if they were strange mind games uh, from Derek Chisora, uh, they didn't work because he did lose his fight with Joseph Parker at the weekend. There you go. There's, there's a lesson there for us all somewhere. <laughs> Derek, Derek Chisora, by the way, don't mix him up as I frequently have done with the Liverpool, um, uh, the, the guy from Liverpool who claims he can communicate with the dead. You know, Derek Chisora. Oh, Derek Ikora. Oh, God, now, because when you said that, I was like, who would I mix him up with? And I'm like, oh, yes, I do remember. Yeah, I haven't seen him I've, on the TV in a while. I frequently mix the two up, but no, don't. One is, <laughs> Different. Uh, uh, one, one is a boxer and one is anything but. And one you wish wasn't speaking. <laughs> uh, finally, a sports documentary that we are eagerly awaiting, Gavin. Oh, Amazon's All or Nothing, the Flying Wolves docuseries. Uh, well, they've done a couple of them at Premier League clubs, Man City and Spurs. They've been fairly boring, uh, but the next club they should provide a lot better entertainment fodder because uh, the cameras are behind the scenes and rolling at the moment at Arsenal, who are, uh, you know, if you were to describe Arsenal, they're like a messy blank that loves her drama. There's been an awful lot going on there. The latest twist being the fact that manager Mikel Arteta has had to strip the captaincy from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and the dressing room are currently split over the handling of it. So there'll be drama behind the scenes there. Off the pitch there's been drama as well. The club were left embarrassed when Ainsley Maitland-Niles went public on his, on his Instagram to accuse the club of blocking his move away during the transfer window. So knowing Arsenal, there's going to be far more drama on the way. The, se- the season is only half over. So the series is out next year at the conclusion of this season. And it should be a lot more dramatic than anything that Man City or Spurs were able to serve up. Now, before we let you go, you've got a couple of sports-themed things for us to watch over Christmas. 
Yeah, look, I'm sure many of our Irish listeners won't want to spend too long glorying in England's defeat in Euro 2020 final. But <laughs> if you did want to do that... We're not going to be uh, able Netflix... to do more child scabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix have a new documentary out now, behind the scenes with Italy on their way to the Euro 2020 triumph. Uh, and one other pick, uh, Rachel Blackmore, a grand year, uh, sees the award-winning filmmaker Ross Whitaker. He's done the great documentaries on, on Katie Taylor, most notably, did a good one on yeah. Shane Larry winning the Open. Uh, his latest subject is Rachel Blackmore. Tell her, tell the tale of her incredible rise and her extraordinary success in 2021. It's a story that's not really been told yet, so it will be aired on RT1 on the 29th of December at 25 past nine. Well, Gavin Cooney, uh, thank you. Until next year, may I wish you a happy Christmas. Enjoy. And we might put on a bit of Feliz Navidad for you later. We, you and I were singing that to each other off air before we started this today. That's where the real magic is, listener, I'm afraid. Exactly. Jenny, very happy Christmas to you and to all of your wonderful listeners as well. Oh, thank you so much. Gavin Cooney, everyone. Here we go. Jenny Green, weekdays from three on 2FM. The sound of the nation. The nation.